data analysis, app development, and workflow automation, I personally estimate there is probably 10 times that could be done that is not being done right now, you know? And that's what I think AI will, will, will start enabling just so much more, so much more. I, I am not a believer that anyone's job is in jeopardy at all. If you are, particularly if you're a data professional, because you can just do five to 10 times more like that, that is the reality, right? And, um, you know, if you embrace, if you embrace what's coming, you have no problem. You will have absolutely no, um, no issues uh, at all. I'm John Wright, and we're listening to Affiliate BI, the business intelligence and affiliate marketing podcast brought to you by Staffstone. Welcome to the Affiliate BI podcast. I've got a special guest here, Sam McKay. Um, I'm going to pass it over to you, Sam, because it's like I stumbled upon your enterprise DNA courses. And ironically enough, I'm actually spending time looking to find more courses so I can level up my skills. So uh, pass it to you and tell us what you do. Yeah, sounds good. So um, hey, everyone, I'm, I'm Sam. And uh, I have been, I founded and, and currently CEO of Enterprise DNA. We're, we've been around for a while now, about seven years. I really uh, kick-started things uh, when Power BI emerged in its first, its rejuvenated form. It had been around a little while, but then they uh, repackaged it, remarketed it, and it was just so much better than what had been um, what had gone before. And we really, for a number of years, focused on on Power BI um, and just the advances in analytics that were occurring at the time. You know, really showcasing how you could make a big difference within the business world um, by by using these tools. And things have evolved a lot over time. And now we are a um, really dedicated online uh, training platform for all data skills and uh, more increasingly AI skills. Um, so obviously, you know, most of the listeners will know that the world has changed a lot in the last six months um, and we're evolving too. Um, we personally and, and my team, we all believe that you can just do so much more as a data professional. And so we're super excited about that and uh, want to make sure that we bring a lot of others on the journey with us, um, you know, mastering these new, a lot, a lot of new tools and a lot of new ways of uh, analyzing and working with data that I, I, I see coming out now. And I just think is going to accelerate into, into the future. Yeah. I think with what you're talking about, I'm kind of discovering almost accidentally where, you know, we started um, an, a stats data analytics company in affiliate marketing. And um, I took a course last summer focusing on Tableau and what I saw coming from just the data viz, not even trying to like, okay, I, here's my hypothesis. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm just going to throw this together. And I was yeah. kind of shocked at what I found. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, these tools, you've been watching them evolve for a long time, especially with Power BI. So um, I think you're right. It's, uh, there's so much to do and there's so much power. And then you throw on a yeah. chat G GPT and I've already... Already had a sneak peek at some of your courses that uh, have that in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, personally, I um, am more like I was very excited when Power BI came out, and uh, I, I thought, okay, um, I, I was a historically a very big Excel user. I was very very competent in VBA coding, etc. And then I saw Power BI, and I was like, wow, this is just a big change. I'm way more excited now uh, about the change that's occurring uh, with with these AI systems. And then it was even then, I just, I just think it's truly transformational. Well, one of the beliefs I have, which is not you know, widely um, talked about or accepted is I actually think that the way we work with data is fundamentally changing. Like it's, it's completely changing, just like a lot of other things are with, with um, this natural language interface that we have with technology. But um, 
I, did, I actually am not even sh- convinced that Power BI is going to be the winner at the end of this, right? I, I, I think there's just going to be a lot of new tools, a lot of new ways that you can just interact with your data, have a conversation with your data. Yes, I think the big players are going to be huge, no doubt about it. But I just think there's going to be a lot more. I just think there's going to be new ways of doing things. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just personally um, getting myself geared up for that. And, and also we're evolving ourselves as a, as a business and as a, as a company that create content for, for data professionals um, you know, around, around that thesis as well. Yeah, I've got kind of like a, like a lot of questions and I'm going to throw the one uh, your way about. I think a lot of people get intimidated when they think they have to work with data. And I'm sure you've mm-hmm. run into people all the time. I mean, this this exists in all industries where you run into someone, they've got a pretty competent uh, job or profession. But then when you kind of like get a sneak peek at their skills of working with like Excel or, you know, spreadsheets, and you're just wondering like, how have you been able to make it this far without having even the basics? And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I just feel that these are like fundamental um, skills. And then of course, these are like kind of like things you build as building blocks to build on top of. So uh, what would you say for people that want to get started where they're just kind of deer in the headlights? Look, I mean, one thing I would just say is it's, it's, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And, and it's being democratized like crazy, like right now. Like there is no easier point in time for, for the last 20 years than there is now to, 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 to learn and get, um, get into data. Once you, once you understand a few fundamental frameworks around data literacy, you know, what you should be looking for within data, it really is just more about tool application because data is data. Regarding, regardless of like what industry it's in, what business function it comes from, you know, it's, it's a bunch of dimensions with numbers. You know, it's, it's all the same. I mean, I've, I've dealt in, in tens of different industries with customers on advisory calls, consulting calls, training calls. It's all the same thing. There's nothing that different in data. And if you can just get familiar with, with some of those literacy aspects of, 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 of data, you know, what you can do with numeric columns versus what you can do with filtering and dimension columns, it, it, it really comes down to then using the tool uh, the tools like getting familiar with the Power BI interface or the Tableau interface or the ClickView or the Excel. You know, it's it's about getting used to the tools um, uh, and and how you can use them around around the data. So so it's really it's really I guess too if you're a complete novice, it's about just getting a bit of literacy, um, which you know doesn't take doesn't take a huge amount. Um, and then it's about tool application. And I guess you know both of those are being democratized. There's no doubt in my mind that um, anyone anyone can. Um, achieve this. You know, I actually estimated a few months ago when I was sort of reevaluating our strategy because I was going to myself, wow, okay, chat GPT can basically, you know, advise anyone what I would advise them on a training call that we charge a lot of money for. Uh, but then I realized, well, it's probably actually going to be 20 times the amount of analysts because, or data professionals, because it's just been democratized so much. So, you know, th- th- there's some sort of reassuring thoughts, I would say. Yeah, that's a interesting insight, you know, in regards to like, you know, how do we make people analysts, but maybe this actually might, uh, maybe it might leave some people in the, in the dark where they're too scared to touch uh, chat P- GPT, but maybe it'll do the opposite where people will say, Hey, I'm not an analyst, but help me get started. And I think once they realize, you know, the power in these tools, that's when I think people get excited and go, wait a minute, maybe there's something I can do here. I was on a, um, just to give you a bit of insight, I was on a, um, a call with a, a company in um, uh, some ex- some executives uh, with, a, with, a, with with some with, with some analysts as well. I think it was about fifteen people, and the company was from Norway. 
and they'd all use ChatGPT. But they said, have you used ChatGPT in combination with your workflow with Power BI? And they said, no. Like, I think one person put their hand out out of 50. I walked them through because I've been using it extensively myself. Um, I walked through every part of my development cycle, like of, of developing a singular report. And I was able to get assistance at every step along the way. That was mind-blowing, like absolutely mind-blowing. It would advise me on how to go and connect to the data, what transformations to make, what model to build, what formulas to create, where even to place certain visualizations in my report. Like, I, you should not be scared of this stuff. You should be embracing it. I mean, I, I've been doing this for a long time, and, and it used to be what set, set me apart, but I'm more than comfortable getting some assistance. I don't, I don't use it uh, just straight copy and paste, but to help me with creativity, with inspiration, it's, it's an incredible um, enhancer. Yeah, it, it, just even hearing about it makes me want to spend more time on it. Like I've been, you know, doing uh, various data courses over the last little while, and then I'm throwing chat GPT on it. And then I'm discovering, you know, some of the courses you have. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, there's a lot here. And I'm discovering new tools of companies that have just come out of nowhere. And they've got these things almost native. Like, I'm like, how did they, ha how did they get this happen, uh, you know, built so quickly? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the, that, that's the thing that really excites me. I, I just think, I mean, I've already seen examples, like uh, uh, maybe some, some of the listeners have heard of Code Interpreter, which is a, a ChatGPT plugin. Uh, I've seen some insane examples of where you literally are just uh, connecting data to this thing and you're just typing out Google-like queries to get answers on your data, get charts on your data. I mean, it's like crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, and it's, it's so like from that, from that, just that one you know, example, or if you, you know, some, some people have access to it, I, I personally don't, but just from that one example, you can, ex you can extrapolate that out and you can think, wow, okay, how we interact with our data is just, it's just going to fundamentally change. I mean, we could be in, um, uh, a chat bot, I mean, like Microsoft Teams, for example, or we could be in, um, some other, in our email, maybe in Gmail, and you could maybe have a, a box where you just type in, okay, can you go and find this insight from my data, which is loaded into the cloud somewhere. Like to me, that is going to happen I, I i truly think it's going to happen sooner than we think um just based on what i've seen it's not here right now but it, I, I think it's going to be be here pretty soon that's pretty exciting and you mentioned that you've been doing uh enterprise dna for seven years and mm -hmm. you know i think you've got a background in uh, finance and based on what you've been doing for your career in data especially you know running uh, this business uh what interests and in, have you seen in people getting more excited about data and uh, taking your courses, like I'm, I'm what I personally seen in the last couple of years, companies that do data, maybe in the past, they were seen as boring, but now they're becoming exciting and they're becoming sought after. And obviously you've even said yourself, like the, the, ch the changes in power BI as, mm. as what they've done, like these companies mm. have come out of what, in my mind, I would say they come out of nowhere. And now they're like giants, like, you know, Salesforce, uh, blasts like what, $15 billion for Tableau and. You know, you look at what Microsoft's investing in, and these are just two companies. And I, I can always find more database tools than what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a fascinating market to, to sort of be in like, yes, my, my background wasn't really in these, in these tools or, or, or IT or, or, or databases before. Um, but, that, but that's very common to most of the, um, people that we connect with and partner with. And, um, I, I do podcasts with on my own podcast, you know, it, it's been such an emerging area that yes, there's been a lot of people who've been attracted to it. 
well, one of the things I identify, I worked in a really large um, investment management firm, one of the largest in the world prior to uh, starting Enterprise DNA. And they managed a lot of money, like, like over a trillion dollars. And uh, they weren't that big. I was like, wow, there's just like not that many people here, considering how big the company was. And when I really um, like thought about it deeply, the way they won with, was with technology. Well, the way they were doing it was with technology and with data. And with all the, the you know the market data, the internal data, the customer data, like they, they 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 had incredible systems, and it was that sort of awakening where I was like, well, this is this is how you can really create a competitive advantage with 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 data, and this is what um, uh, was being enabled more so than ever with tools like Power BI. And so there was a few things that sort of combined in my own mind as to what I thought was happening, and that's why I you know I I, I kickstarted Enterprise DNA um, at that time finance. Real, in reality, is just very much it's just data, right? It's just like data flying around everywhere. It's markets, it's markets, prices, it's um, it's how you build your portfolios. Like it's all calculations, it's all logic, it's all um, algorithms. And so, you know, it was it was quite a seamless transition. I, I I would say I didn't I didn't feel like it was like too far removed from what I was I was doing in the past. Do you um like we we've talked about like in seven years where data has become boring to like a, a sexy business. Um, mm. what, what changes have you seen in the last six months where you've just started to launch these uh, AI and chat GPT courses? Like, are you seeing like another, like, like doubling over of like, you know, what's happening in your business and the interest on the course side? Uh, yes and no. It's, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, definitely. I think there's going to be way more analysts in the future, right? But um, from a from a business perspective, you know, it's becoming easier to learn things, right? Like, so um, ChatGPT is not only good at helping you with data, and I think it's going to empower these new tools, but it's it's also helping you learn a lot easier, a lot, a lot better, right? Like, um, you know, I sometimes enjoy learning just by asking um, the AI and and getting its intelligence back, you know, um, back, back back to me. So there's new ways of learning which are popping up. Um, and so, you know, from a, from a training um, perspective, you know, I think we've got to evolve around that as well. You know, just having uh, training videos is, 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 is probably not enough. You need to have um, some sort of AI capability, some customized learning journeys that you um, augment with AI as well. So, so we're, we're in the midst of, you know, um, trying, trying to develop all, all those sort of things to make sure that um, we provide the added value versus, you know, using some of these more um, you know, inexpensive and easily accessible tools. So that's that's one evolution uh, for us uh, that we're 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 working on um, right now. But yeah, like in in it also the other big thing for us um, uh, is that uh, so much is changing in the tools themselves. Like Power BI is going through this incredible um, transformation. I mean, not a lot of it is released just yet, but they had a build conference recently, and then they showed a lot of uh, demos of like what's coming, and and the whole product is changing. And so, uh, you know, we've also got to run uh, in the background. We've got to, well, actually sprint, uh, to start changing our content over to all these new features and all these new, new ways that you're going to be able to use the tool. So, so there's a bit of a transition period there, I would say. Um, and also, you know, we're, we're trying to get in, we, we believe that, um, all data technologies are being democratized. So we've put out Python courses, data science courses, SQL courses. Um, and we're going to continue to evolve ourselves uh, exponentially around around that as well. Uh, we we might even have some Tableau courses, some Clip View, some Looker courses, 
Um, we, we, we want to be the data everything uh, platform that's uh, in this new AI era that um, uh, that people come and learn from. Yeah, I've been spending a bit of time on Looker, and it's kind of interesting that you know, with Google in the corner, um, you have a lot of people in the SEO industry or affiliate marketing where you know they're yeah. just ingrained with Google Analytics, Google Analytics Four, and Google Search Console, and they've been using uh, Google Data Studio previously in setting up these SEO dashboards and. Now that it's mm. Looker, they're still using those same tools. So it's very interesting yeah. that Google's got their own uh, kind of corner of the market. And I'm spending time on that just mostly because that's one way of getting connected with the, the SEO space. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the other interesting insights that I, I've had recently as I've, as I've been, I, I quite deep, I've got to obviously strategize and I quite deeply think about what is occur what disruption is occurring around me. Um, particularly in the data space. And one of the other insights that I think is happening is that I used to think that everyone wanted one tool. You'd go to one tool and that would be it. You would migrate everything to Power BI. You'd migrate everything to Tableau. And my, my thinking has kind of actually evolved there a little bit because these AIs are going to make it so easy across all these different tools. It's just going to become so easy to find insights. I think as a, as a business, um, big or small, you're going to have multiple things. You're going to have multiple ways that you can go and find insights. I mean, I even know for us, like I use Google Search Console a lot. I use my Google Analytics a lot. I'm there, you know, every every day or every second day. But I also have our Power BI reports, which are connected to other data. And I, I just don't think you need to um, lock yourself into any one vendor. I, I, I think there's just ma many ways that you can now and you will in the future to find insight. The, the key is just to get insights. It's just to get it, just get you know, exponentially more insights. And I, I think that's a strategy for any, any, anyone or any, any, any business going forward. Yeah. I think with a lot of the major database tools, I mean, I think what you see with a lot of companies is they prefer to use one because either the person in charge is comfortable with that. Maybe it's that Tableau or Power BI, but at the same time, I mean, these tools, uh, when you start multiplying them across hundreds of people, they don't really become cheap. And mm. it just seems like, I mean, everything in data science and data biz is, it's not cheap, but it, it Im implies that there's value there. Like the tools are expensive. And even when I look at the conferences, like these conferences, I've never heard of before. And I think uh, $2,000 for a, a conference price tickets considered, you know, on the low end side. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, I'm amazed that some of the pricing that some of these companies get away with, but, um, power BI has always been, um, the cheapest solution for sure. So I've always, I've always been, um, a big uh, proponent of that. You know, they've, they've always, yeah, I, I think they did it. They do it to undercut everyone, um, for, for, for sure. That's Microsoft's like MO. Um, but it, in terms of the cost to value, I've always, I've always been impressed by Microsoft's, um, offering. Uh, you know, you could, you could get, you could do so much with a $10 per month subscription. Um, yes, it gets a bit more as you do a bigger deployment, but on the whole, even for a small business, it's a huge value, value add. But, but the, the, my feeling is, is that, you know, they're like getting data like so when you, when you, when you look at any analytics project, the visualization and the analytics side is just one piece of it, right? Like a, hu a huge part of anything is the engineering. It's the architecture of getting the data out of these raw systems and uh, these core systems and then getting it all into one place to then analyze it. Like that, that in the whole is where most of the effort actually goes in, you know, that, 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 in, in, in reality. It's where most of the cost actually comes for any um, data analytic project as well. And so what I think is going to happen with these AIs, right, is that, they're just going to be embedded into all these core systems, 
right? So you can, um, if you've got some sort of SaaS application or you've got some piece of software, you'll just be able to start querying the, the software, you know, like you just don't need to go and do all this engineering. And so that, that's kind of like what I think is going to happen, right? I, I, I just think that it already is. It's just going to happen more and more and more um, as, um, as these things progress. Okay, so this is now going to be a self-serving question where, you know, I've got a software company that does exactly what you just described, where we help people get their data, aggregate it. And I've seen a couple of different database softwares that have these uh, kind of prompts where you're able to kind of query and go, okay, get me this report from that data. Um, yep. How would you advise any company for trying to integrate this? Is this something they, they just basically need to play around with ChatGPT and kind of go, like, let's just experiment? Or would you say, like, maybe go find a company that's already uh, working with that and kind of go, maybe you want to integrate with their framework? It's an interesting question. I, it's such an emerging field that I don't personally have a huge amount of understanding of the underlying, like, IT or infrastructure required to do, to do it. And I, I, do, I do have a feeling it's going to evolve so much in the next six, to, six months to a year, right? Um, because obviously like the reason I think this is I've seen code interpreter, right? So code interpreter, you literally just load up a file and just start typing away. This is a, a chat GPT plugin. So somehow that's being run by some sort of, um, API, like you, 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 you eventually think you'll be able to connect to some API to, to be able to do this on your own platform. Right. So I think that's, that's going to change where things sit right now. I, I actually don't know. I, I, I don't know where you would go to, um, or, 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 or how you would, how you would do it. You know, I've seen Microsoft's Q&A feature for years now, and it's never been that good. Like, it's been okay, but your underlying structure of your model and your data just needed to be absolutely perfect for this thing to work, right? Yeah. But now it's getting to a point where you can give it sort of dirty data or you can give it, you can give these systems, you know, just raw files right like with no transformation and it kind of just works it all out for you that's that, that's that's what i'm saying so i'm not really i don't really know if i've answered your question that well but i'm i'm caught i kind of i kind of feel like there's a, a massive evolution coming going on and and, and, and things are going to change quickly so you just got to be on top of like these new these new things that are better appearing yeah that's basically going to be my summer is uh testing some of these third-party applications to go what does this look like and a lot of it really comes down to just exporting the data through API or throwing it in a Google sheet and basically loading it up. And that's, that's an easy, you know, short-term solution. I, it doesn't solve maybe the, you know, can I build something that's kind of more real time or happening day by day, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take those notes and say, um, I've seen both examples and I don't even have that answer either. Other than I think the only thing you can do is test it and see what works best for your system. Yeah. Yeah. The, um. To me, where the, from a, from a business opportunity or the, who's going to be the winners at the end of this, at the end of the day, it's, it's who holds the underlying data that, that, that is where the, those people are going to win because I, I think the surface layer is just going to rapidly change because of the fundamental change in how we analyze, like how the data gets analyzed. You, you, you know, we, we might not have to do the analysis ourselves in a lot of cases. Like we, we, we probably will just be able to prompt raw data. And so where that data is, is the ones who will be able to, to monetize or create a com competitive advantage. And so whether that, um, 
you know, going to some data lake from Microsoft or from um, uh, Snowflake or Databricks, or whether it's a SaaS application which holds all the data, sales data within within the application or the um, the operational data or, or or whatever. You know, that that is where because the, yeah, just you're going to be able to plug in this AI to that data and it's just going to be able to search the whole thing and just like figure it all out for you. You know, that that's that's what's already. I can already see in, in a lot of the demos that are, that, that are occurring. So that, that to me is where, um, where you probably want to be. You know, we want to probably want to be in the stack. As an affiliate marketer, you'll want to celebrate your first sale, learn about a drop in clicks and revenue, discover new brands, be notified when programs close, see an increase in earnings per click, identify underperforming campaigns. Your affiliate programs won't tell you when these things happen, but we will. Whether good things are happening to your business or bad, we are here for you and we've got your back. Statsdrone is the number one affiliate CRM tool that helps you get your data, manage your biz with CRM tools, and analyze data with business intelligence. Visit statsdrone.com or find the link in the show notes. Uh, I've got a, another question on, you know, becoming a data analyst. Um, you know, I took a course last summer on data visualization and uh, storytelling with data. And I felt the one thing that's, I think it's kind of maybe difficult to kind of uh, teach and train people is how to become a good analyst. So we have courses, we can learn how to use all the tools, but I think it's uh, trying to understand that, you know, what are you looking at? Or maybe having more skills as an analyst to actually be like, I think I can find something if I go over here. So how would you kind of, um, you know, build a roadmap for people to not only become a data analyst, but become a good one. I just feel that maybe this is uh, one of the more lacking skills. Like we can all learn the tools, but I think to become a good data analyst, I think that could be the big game changer for, you know, whether it's your company or working for another company. It's, I just feel that, you know, anytime you look at data, like, especially in my case in affiliate marketing, I found a lot of like crazy things where I'm like, I believe I looked at my own affiliate marketing data and found holes where I've lost money by not optimizing things. And it wasn't until I threw all that data in a data viz report and kind of was, had a mindset of no, knowing what I wanted to look for that, you know, those things just kind of came to light. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. It's a good one. Um, what I, what I think I find, uh, with most who are just starting out or, or wanting to get into this area, it's, it, it's actually just knowing what you can do. I mean, this, this is the same with lots of skills, right? But um, particularly with data analytics or, or you know, data science, yeah, so same same thing, right? It's it's more so just not having the creativity to know what you can go and do, you know. And so, like one of the one of the great things that you can do is you just dive into some reports that you can find out there online, dive into some data science analysis that you can find on Kaggle or you can find on various different platforms or read blogs, um, that talk through the analysis that you can do, try and build up a catalog of, um, things that you can analyze based on any data, right? Like, as I said earlier, data is just either sort of numeric fields or dimensions that you can use as filter filters for calculations you can do on the numeric fields, right? Like that, that is purely what you do as a data analyst. And so just having a, you know, understanding that you can do basket analysis, that you can do, 
um, forecasting, that you can do all of these various different categories of analysis, just having a really good mind map um, within, within, your, within your mind, that will give you a lot of good direction on what to focus on next, right? And that will give you that creativity. So that's one part. And then you've got to um, have some sort of tool application, like you've got to have some tool knowledge so that you can go and apply these things and, and you can build good quality output. So, so it's really two problems. I, I think that, that first stage where you, you build up that creative mind as, an, as, as a data person, and then it's about the, the, the implementation, the tools that you, can, um, that you need to learn to be able to um, bring it to life. Yeah, I think that really comes down to case studies. And then I'm going to go back to stories, which is kind of like my next question, which is um, what's some of the coolest uh, stories you found from analyzing data where something just, you know, came out when you're looking at it, you're like, oh my God, this is an amazing insight. Like this is valuable. A lot, actually, a lot. Um, probably, I'll probably do, because I, I work with a lot of demo data, so. And particularly when I'm doing trainings and things like that. So I'll, I'll just think about like my own, my own, our own business, right? So my uh, enterprise, you know, we do, we do a lot of analysis on our, on our own business, right? Um, you know, I've in like, we, we sell subscriptions, uh, to, to, to our platform and, you know, we're doing cohort, like as a, we're a small, we're a relatively small business, right? Like we're doing cohort analysis. We're doing, um, uh, customer, like, um, yield per customer. You know, a life, lifetime value per customer. We're looking at all of our churn metrics. Um, we're having a look at uh, what our uh, results were this month versus last month versus last year. You know, all, all of these things, you know, do, and we're doing it relatively seamlessly, honestly. Like, it's, 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 it's not that, it's not that difficult. Yes, okay, I approach things with, with sort of a, a data mindset in a lot of cases, but just the ability to be able to do a lot of this at scale, even as a smallish business, um, is empowering, you know, it can, it can really make, it can really make a difference. You know, you know, I'm out there with everyone we talk to showing, showing and, and telling them how much of a difference data can make. And, you know, we, we, we definitely put it into practice, you know, like we're, we're also analyzing our website track where we're, we're analyzing all of our Google metrics, our SEO metrics, um, uh, we're analyzing all of our click-through rates on our, on our ads. Like we're, we're analyzing, you know, so much. And if you think about like even 10 years ago, you know, how much you could do, I mean, you, you could only do probably like a fifth of that, um, if that, if that, and I just think it, it's getting better and better, getting better and better as we've discussed, um, now, like it's just becoming even more democratized, which, which, which lowers the barriers to entry for anyone in, in my opinion. And what you just described there is almost like one of the biggest problems facing all SaaS companies where um, I, you know, I work with a lot of different people in the SaaS space, especially people that kind of coach SaaS companies. And they say one of the biggest things that uh, these SaaS companies don't always do is they don't understand their data. So they don't understand their churn rate, uh, the conversion rate, uh, the conversion rate on different parts of their website. And it's all those things that you mentioned. Um, th there's literally software companies that they're trying to either automate or standardize that. I don't think it's easy, but I think a lot of these SaaS companies, they just kind of don't know where to start. And it's one of many problems they have on their plate and going, when am I going to have the time to do it? And then how am I going to get up to speed and doing it? It's probably yeah. one of the most valuable things I need to do, but I'm starting to read articles that suggest that companies that are successful, they do this and they, they either do it or do it well. And ones that uh, become part of the, you know, the SaaS graveyard, it's, that's part of their failure is, um, you know, not being able to those questions.
oh, there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, you just look at the big company um, that, 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 that absolutely like big tech companies that are crushing it, Netflix, Amazon, Microsoft. I mean, these, these guys are just pros at using, using data to grow Google, you know, just like all the tests. And, um, I was even, I was even talking to someone the other day, um, Expedia do a thousand tests a day and they analyze the data on that or something like it was just, yeah, this is, this is how you win particularly online where, you know, the, um, the competition is huge, right? Like it's, it's small margins and um, having some sort of, uh, data expertise, um, uh, is, it, it is, 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 can be the difference. It, it also can, but like, I get it. I get it. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to put your mental energy into it. It's hard to execute. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's one of 20 things that you're managing as a, as a, as a business and trying to grow. Um, so it's, it's, it's not easier, like, but you know, I, I definitely think it's going to get easier, which is, which is, which is very good as we've, as we've chatted about. Um, but it can make a, it can make a difference. Like I'll give you, I'll give you an example a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, we, we had a quite a low week in sales and we were running around going, why, why, why is this? We looked at our promo page. We analyzed the conversion rate on our promo page. It was, it was, it was way down, way down on what it was, um, historic changed around sales went back to normal, uh, slightly above average the next week. And so little things like that, right? Like they can, they can honestly make a pretty big difference when you, when you, um, do them in aggregates with lots of other things with, with lots of other things. Yeah. And in the affiliate marketing space, which is what I've been living and breathing for 20 years, like I just kind of look at where we are. Cause I started off in the online gaming space and then mm. now I'm going to all different industries in affiliate marketing. And I'm just kind of shocked that, um, how some of these companies make so much money and don't actually spend a lot of time on the data side. And so just to put it into perspective, you know, there's a lot of companies that maybe the top 10% have like a BI department where they have not only a budget, but uh, people that are trained. And there's just a lot of affiliates and uh, operators that have an affiliate program. And they don't really seem to have an understanding of a lot of these kind of core tools. So we have mm. like the tools on the side, like Power BI, but there's... There's just like in affiliate marketing, there's every tool you could imagine it, in my mind as a BI tool, like mm. Google analytics and Google search console. These are, these are data tools. Um, hrefs, SEMrush, no problem. Uh, conversion rate optimization, like AB split testing and using heat maps. I mean, you're just going to get so much more data there. And what I'm noticing is that there's a lot of companies that you can look at their source code and realize who's using what tool. Like, can I find all the companies using Hotjar? And when I do these uh, studies, I, I don't find a lot of that happening. Um, mm -hmm. Even what I'm discovering in affiliate marketing are the different types of tracking links you can get. And there's certain types that are more uh, advanced, like dynamic variable tracking links and postbacks. So these links actually can look a lot different and they're, they act as signatures. So if you actually find the top ranked websites, you can actually almost rank them and go, who is more advanced? Because this data actually gives you even more insights as to where that sale came from, what part of your page, and you get to cross-reference it with which country. And a lot of this data is not always readily available in affiliate programs. And I just yeah. think the, the affiliate marketing industry has so much room to grow. Like just in mm. affiliate program software, um, when, I, when I mentioned the database course I took, it was with uh, Kevin Hartman. And I showed him a bunch of the, the, the different types of backends that I would work in affiliate marketing. Some of the biggest companies that have lots of money. And I said, are you seeing what I'm seeing now that I've taken your course and I have a better understanding of what a good dashboard looks like and the right database you can present? And he just said, there's so much room to, to fix here. And yeah, oh, totally. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I was dwelling on this the other day. 
um, and I, and, but, but between data analysis, um, app development and workflow automation, I personally estimate there is probably 10 times that could be done that is not being done right now, you know? And that's what I think AI will, will, will start enabling just so much more, so much more. I, I am not a believer that anyone's job is in jeopardy at all. If you are, particularly if you're a data professional, because you can just do five to 10 times more like that, that is the reality, right? And, um, you know, if you embrace, if you embrace what's coming, you have no problem. You will have absolutely no, um, no issues uh, at all. And yeah, you know, like I, I just, I think that, um, there is just so much more that can be done. You know, there's so much more. So like even being a power BI, um, uh, like someone who really talks it up, it's still quite hard. Like it's, it's not, it's not super easy. It, it is, you, you can get to a certain point, but to, to make it really compelling to, to, to create amazing visualizations, you know, to, to make sure that you build everything in a best practice way, there's, there's still a little bit to it, right? It's, it's not, it's not the, the tool for every, every, um, uh, person in the world. So, you know, that becoming easier is just going to make all that other stuff easier. You know, like um, the tools we use and the way we, 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 we connect the data and, and, um, and work with it as that becomes easier, we're going to be able to do a lot more, going to bring a lot more people into the, into the field, a lot more people feel empowered, you know, so all, all of that is to me really, really positive. Yeah. I think aside from, uh, you know, the popularity from like your own set of courses, like I'm, I'm uh, part of a program that, uh, works with the, you know, universities in mostly Canada. And this program is available in Canada and the States. And there's many of these programs. And basically I, I can post these internship job posts and I have one for SEO sales. I've got a couple other ones and then I have one on data analytics and this one just gets flooded. It is just constant oh, really? applications. I'm like, I don't even have time to check these because it's just too many applications. I have professors that are like, do you please have a project? Like they really want a project to, to work on and, you know, train their mm, students. Mm, so it's, mm. that's interesting. Well, a uh, question for you, a question for you, how, how is it, you know, cause I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I see that everywhere. And, you know, as, as, as we've, as we've chatted about, I think it's just going to be even bigger. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a bigger movement, um, towards, to, towards this area. Um, how do, you know, how, how do we as a business, um, leverage that and, and find more of these customers quicker and, and, um, and earlier on in their journey? That's a good question. And I almost want to answer that by saying, you know, let's uh, send them to your courses because I mean, the demand for people that want to get educated in, um, data analysts, uh, data analytics, business intelligence, I mean, it's just going through the roof right now and they're trying to get their hands on any course they can find. Uh, I mean, they'll go straight to YouTube. But these courses, they're basically a lot of them are post-secondary education at like college or university. Some of them are very short, like, um, you know, six weeks. Um, it's just the demands there. And the reason why I wanted to even start this podcast in the first place was I believe that the affiliate marketing industry is not as advanced as it could be. And what you said previously about, you know, you believe that things could be multiplied by a factor of 10, uh, whether you're exaggerating or maybe you're, you're at like a six. I, I firmly believe that affiliate marketing could double over in a shorter period of time where when you start looking at industries like business intelligence, like I think I saw something that said it's worth around 30 billion right now. And it's got, you know, you, you go to Statistica and you've got the projections of how much it's going to grow. I think business intelligence is going to touch so many things like 
you apply business intelligence and have it intersect an affiliate marketing industry that's worth around 20 billion. And I just believe that this uh, aspect of BI is going to amplify this. And this is just only one example. I mean, the fact that we can actually build better tools for affiliate marketers such that they can analyze their data. Like I'll give you my, my data story from uh, last summer when I took that uh, database course. Yeah. I started plotting uh, clicks versus revenue, uh, which were campaigns, tracking links. I had one tracking link that uh, sent users to the exact same offer, but the offer was a different landing page. They're visually slightly different, but they, they, they had the same offer. Uh, one converted by factor five, and it had enough clicks that I'm like, I'm pretty confident that I did not need to wait two years to realize that I lost thirty to $40,000. I probably mm. could have reacted in a, in a span of maybe two months of data being, that's plenty of data for me to know that the confidence rate of this data being accurate is there. And um, mm. that, that blew me away of just looking at my data. It was like first crying a little bit. And then after it's going, th this is what we're doing as a company. Like we're building these tools and what I got excited about even, you know, wanting to set up this podcast was to kind of shed a light on all the different things, how there's different tools or courses that can all come back to affiliate marketing. And these are just, they're, they're massive industries on their own. But I mean, when we look at just the bubble of business intelligence, it's touching everything. You know, it's touching yeah. logistics, it's touching shopping. I mean, it's e-commerce, education. It's uh, probably like, you know, even health you know, personal wellness, oh, yeah. finance. I mean, we basically just list everything and it's uh, it's going to have an application and not just an application. Uh, we're probably going to have better uh, models of how much we believe things are going to improve by. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all really good, really good thoughts and points. Um, I, like... I, I don't believe that the, the 10 times is an exaggeration. When you, when you put it into the analysis you could do, the apps you could build and the automations that you could build off the back of, um, of a lot of this, because you've got to remember that data has been exponentially growing. Just the amount of data that you have as a business, like we, we're, we're an online business. We're not, we're not, we're not a big company by any means, right? We're just a, a, a small to medium sized business. Um, but I just think about the data that we churn out that we don't really have and like, we don't have that much analytic around. Like I, at the moment, I don't know exactly the data is probably somewhere, but, or maybe it is, or maybe it is. I don't know exactly what each individual user is doing on our platform at each time they come to the platform. Right. I, I, I have a little bit of an idea based on some um, events that we track, but not a full idea. And just think about it. Think about how much more we could, we could know if we, we could drill down into that individual person, then we could customize all of the, and automate all of the messaging and the learning plan for that individual person. So, so I don't, I, I actually don't think it's that big an exaggeration when you factor in all those different categories, like it probably is an underestimating, underestimate, underestimating it because yeah. you, you just think across this, but every business, health, healthcare, entertainment, finance, you know, just totally customized to you as a person. Think about, you know, as, 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 as a, as a business servicing all of these, uh, these customers, you want to get down to that level, right? Like that, that's going to make you the most money, but also add the most value to your customers. Like to me, you know, that's, that's where things are going. Like there's, there's just no doubt about it. So it's, it's not, it doesn't feel that too, like too far removed from reality, that sort of estimation. Yeah. I forget what the term for that is. I don't know if it's like micro personalization, but it's something to do with like personalization with marketing. And yeah. I think you're right. I mean, the, the, the data itself speaks for itself. Like when you're able to personalize 
on any type of level, it's you rarely have someone say, yeah, that didn't work out. Actually, it was a step back. It's yeah. um, that aspect of, of business on its own. I mean, I could apply that all day long in my business and be, that's one of, you know, many, you know, data studies or tests I'm going to start doing. And it's like, yeah. you know, where do you stop? You just keep going until you keep finding these uh, holes to fill. And maybe rather than holes to fill, you know, they're basically, you know, incrementally ampl amplifying your business. Yeah. I mean, where we want to go, and, and, and I, I sort of made this announcement a few months back. I said, I want to, I want to infuse AI into all parts of the, the data learning um, experience. And so it's not, it doesn't happen overnight, but I would, I would love to get to a point where someone signs up to a platform. We are tracking them learning every, like we, we, we build a plan based on their own goals, based on their own outcomes, their time frame, and then we help them get there with personalized AI messaging um, and AI learning uh, to that individual through time, you know, and through, if they, if they take a course, we, we send them an email saying, well done, you know, here's a, here's a recommendation, you know, here's what you learned. Uh, here's what we think you, based on the quiz, um, uh, the test that you took, the answers you didn't get right. Here's what we should, you should focus on, you know, just total personalization. Like that, that's where I want to, I want to definitely take things. And um, that's our, that's our ambition. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it doesn't, it does certainly doesn't happen like, uh, with a click of the fingers, you gotta, you, there, there's a, there's a strong, you know, there's a, yeah, a timely evolution to make that actually happen. Yeah. And I think there's actually more, uh, companies that are building elements of that. I know with companies like Hotjar, they do, um, you know, recordings of your users, but I think they've got a, a feature where they can actually hide sensitive data. So in our app, we have sensitive data that. Uh, we don't want to see, but we definitely want to know what our users are doing and the habits. And, you know, I, I, again, there's just like another rabbit hole of going, well, how do you, how do you, um, you know, make, you know, using the app more habitual where it becomes like habit developing. And once you start, once you're able to achieve it, um, one, you get success with your user, but then you're kind of like, well, what is, does it, what does it look like to actually build the habit journey and, you know, the whole gamification and, you know, I yeah. think, I think we're going to, we will have tools. So. Whether you build them in-house, um, if you don't, I'm pretty sure in the next six months, you're, you're at least going to find one company that will do a lot of these things for you. Yeah, well, a lot of this has just really been the capabilities of the big firms, hasn't it? Like um, Netflix already kind of does this. Uh, YouTube already kind of does it. Like I was, you know, I get emails from Netflix every second day saying, oh, did you finish, you didn't finish this video. Um, here's a here's a recommendation based on the last two videos, uh, two shows that you watched. Like, so, you know, they're already doing it, but... The, Hopefully there's just going to be a continued democratization of that for all, for all companies and all businesses. So it's going to take internal investment and innovation, but also hopefully there'll be external um, things that you can plug into that can help supercharge it. I'm going to wrap this up with a, a question that I like to ask everyone, which is, you know, you've already touched on it and I know you have an affiliate program with your site. So what do you yep. see as the future of affiliate marketing as it intersects uh, business intelligence? a good one it's a good one you know um one thing we, we've gone through a few iterations with our affiliate marketing and our, our latest iteration is by far the best you know we've, we've got a really good setup and a, and a really good a uh, lot of good automations and a good uh good way to build build a really solid network um build, build relationships um around uh, around affiliates uh specifically so so we're we're in a we're in a much better place than we ever have have been there but you know what i think i think that personal recommendation and strategic affiliate program are becoming more important, like almost far more important, right? 
um, you know, and, and I would put in sort of like influencer relationship. I mean, it's basically the same thing, right? Like, you know, other people recommending you. Um, if you have a look at what's happening to some of like, like Google and Bing and, and like some of these other tools where you traditionally have got a lot of traffic, some of that might be in jeopardy. Like there's a lot up in the air there, isn't it? Like you, who knows how much search traffic is going to be through generative AI. Like it's just going to get, um, um, things through, through what, um, the AIs put out. Right. So having that personal recommendation, I, I just think is probably getting way, way more important as a, uh, as a way to acquire customers than it ever has, um, ever has before. So I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? That's an interesting answer. And I'm actually going to send that answer to another guest that I had who, um, um, Alan Stone from Intelytics. And, uh, I asked him a similar question of like, you know, can you do like, you know, an attribution model where you, you put a ba a basic field. So in the B2B space, there's a lot of talk in the B2B marketing world about having a self-attribution where self-attribution is kind of like, well, what is someone going to write in that field? They're going to be, how did I find you? Well, my friend, Mel Melissa sent me a referral. It's like, okay, well, what does that look like in data? Uh, mm. Alan believed that, you know, it was kind of tough to do that across millions. Like if you're processing like millions of sales per day, then it gets kind of difficult. But I think with what you're saying is that, and this is what I believe to be true uh, as well, is that even if you have a lot of uh, raw data, you're still going to be able to find a way to put it through a machine and go build, take the, take this data and, and put some insights on it. So I think yep. with affiliate marketing, the mindset for most people is that personalization doesn't exist because we're doing this all on scale. And I think what you're saying, I actually believe there's a lot of truth in it where, you know, we can't always cater to the one-on-one, -on -one, you know, with like a person to person, but I think having that mentality of going, well, what is it, what would it look like if we were to do it, whether it's automated or anything, doesn't really matter. I think yeah. uh, self-attribution is kind of one small stepping stone where it's like, how did you find us? You can, we have a last click attribution model as being the common thing where even Google's trying to force this down everyone's throat where it's like, no, it's the last click. But the last click is blind because when people go and type in enterprise DNA, for example, you're discovering that they came from Google. But the reason why they might've come from Google is because they might've heard you on a podcast and they're like, I got to research them again. So you're, you're getting an exact match, but you, if you don't do that self-attribution, you've lost the real plot of how did this work? And maybe it's your podcast that's actually driving the most value. And it's really mm -hmm. hard to give that proper attribution. I, mm -hmm. I think you're actually onto something where, you know, I think the, the way of personalization and kind of cross-referencing with an attribution is a way of kind of blending things where we've got our data in a big box. So that gives us our flat insights. But I think when you just look at flat insights, you're missing out on something else where, mm -hmm. for example, if you just look at all the products and services you can get a referral from, well, maybe the user uh, went on a blog and they clicked on the link, but the sale really happened because they've already seen that with their friends, like on Facebook. Yeah. And it's really yeah. hard to pull this data out. But I think once you're able to get a personalization in place, it's like, I think there's going to be, you know, lots of ways of iterating this and finding finding things that we just can't think are possible today. Yeah, well, I, I just think you ran through a perfect example of why I think there's so much that can be done that is just not being done right now, you know? And, um, you know, that, that sort of point I made, uh, I made earlier. But um, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that sort of like as we go down this road where so much of what we see and 
uh, see and read is like AI generated. Yeah, you know, I, I was just going to get more and more and more. That personal recommendation from an affiliate, that that personal uh, review by 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 an influencer, like you got to think that that's going to become more valuable, isn't it? You know, like are people truly going to buy because some generative AI uh, um, types something out, like from a Google search? I don't, I don't think so. You know, I, it's not, it's not going to be as valuable as like having, um, some going on some podcast and, and, and talking about your value at you know, having someone recommend how much it um, helped improve their, um, their life or made them more money, you know? So, so that, that sort of, um, comes back to why I think, you know, as the, the, an affiliate program just in general and building those relationships with, with people who, um, are aligned to you and are good partners and, and can really promote uh, your product is, is, is going to become more, more important. It is important now. It's going to become more important as we go, as we go forward. And maybe uh, companies will start paying attention to that as well, rather than saying, okay, let's just, uh, throw everything on the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think, yeah, Look, I, it's, 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 it's hard to know, um, before you do anything, what works or not. I mean, I, personally, I, like I've done that in the past where we've done a lot of everything um, and, and we've just refined as, uh, as, as we've gone. Um, but yeah, no, look, I think, I think you learn, you learn, you evolve, you iterate uh, and, you know, think things, think the market changes, you know, things, things, things in your, in, in, in how you can um, succeed as a business uh, that, that they change over time and you've got to adjust. And so, yeah, that, that's, I guess my, my sort of, you on it right now and you know it might change but that's that, that that's from thinking about it quite deeply about how it affects us and and how we need to um position ourselves within within the new new environment uh sam i want to thank you so much for doing this um i i'm pretty excited about uh looking at the homework i i'm gonna do the summer of just basically spending more time uh taking data courses so i've already signed up i want to pass it back to you and uh, just say um how can people get find you or get a hold of you and just uh, one more plug to talk about enterprise DNA. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you can find me on um, LinkedIn, Twitter, just type in, type in my name and um, also you'll find me um, within the enterprise DNA um, uh, platform on our community uh, forum. Um, yeah, I'll be creating a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of, lot, lot of, lo lot of courses on our, on our platform as well. So it's just enterprisedna.co and um, yeah. I'm keen to keen to get you in, in the mix um, and uh, adding and adding value of if this is the um, the space and the in the area that you want to uh, focus your time on. Big time! Uh, thank you so much, and I'm going to put all the those uh, details in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Thank you for tuning in to the Affiliate BI podcast. I'd like to take this time to ask for a small favor to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. That helps us expand our reach to rank higher in podcast directories and reach more listeners.